What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my yeah, baby, hey. and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life, it chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last is? time that anybody has ever asked you a no question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Good uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, everybody out there, this is Kevin Sherrington. I am in the studio, just me and producer Doug. Uh, there's no one else here. Uh, Evan Grant, the, the godfather of the podcast, is out at uh, Sp- Surprise at Spring Training. Barry Horn, we have no idea where he was. He's been AWOL now for about, oh, I don't know, 30 years. Um, and that, that just leaves me. <laughs> And our guest today, Brandon George, who covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Brandon, how are you? Doing well, Kevin. Are you still looking for Barry? I mean, I think, we've, like you said, we've been looking for him for a while. What, what's the situation there? Well, you know, he just, he he just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. He just says, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm going to – maybe I'll write something this week. Uh, maybe I won't. Uh, and I'm, We're not sure what hold it is he has over everybody here at the Morning News, but uh, – but God love him. We, we, we appreciate that. Actually, you know, uh, Barry, and we can't even have him on to discuss this, he became a grandfather over the weekend. Did you know that, Brandon? Yeah, I did see that on Facebook. I saw kind of a uh, – I guess his son didn't realize what they were having. He, he didn't uh, figure out they were having a boy or girl. Is that my understanding? That was that was correct. They had not. They did yeah. not want to find out. One of those rare cases of people who didn't want to find out. They had a boy, Max Stanley, 6 pounds, 13 ounces, all healthy. Awesome. Uh, that awesome. was, it's, uh, Barry's oldest son, Zach, uh, had that, uh, had that son. So the Horn family name carries on, uh, and a chance for, <laughs> for somebody to get it right. Uh, so that's always a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Very good thing. Brandon, how many kids do you have? Two kids, Kevin. I have a boy and a girl. Boys, uh, six. Girls, uh, four. They are just pups. Six and four. Isn't that great? I tell you what, they keep me busy. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Are they are they having lots of uh, activities yet? Are they having uh, sports and uh, dance and all kinds of other stuff? Yeah, my girl's in the dance and my son's doing baseball. So uh, we were just uh, at practice last night with him. So yeah, they're always doing something. Yes, that's very good stuff. You know, we we have been through most of that. We are kind of closing in on the end of it ourselves, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. We've had a great time with that. Speaking of a lot of fun, Brandon, it seems like the Cowboys had a lot of fun over the weekend at their 25-year reunion of that 92 Super Bowl team. Uh, were, were you out there? I did not make it out there for that, Kevin. Well, you know, I, I hate that that you weren't there and you couldn't have been rubbing shoulders with all those guys and seeing all of them. But uh, well, here's what I wanted to ask you about, Brandon. 25 years from now, are they going to have a reunion for this 2017 football team? <laughs> well, I, I – I, We'll see. I guess we'll see, right? I mean, we'll see where this thing goes. I mean, I think, I do think that this, uh, this, this young core is Dak and uh, Zeke. I do think they have a chance to, uh, you know, have a good run here. So, you know, it's possibility that this team could could make a Super Bowl run in the next few years. 
think a lot will be determined by how this defense progresses in the offseason. There's a lot of uh, holes to address in the defense, and I think also when you look at this Romo situation, you know, they got to get that worked out first and foremost uh, before they can move on this offseason. You know, on, on the Romo front, I got to tell you, Brandon, I, I, the only thing I see happening on this is they designate him as a post-June 1st cut. They take, they spread the cap hit out over two years, and Tony goes on to play with, with, the, with the Texans or the Broncos. I, I really can't hardly see him going anyplace other than one of those two teams. And I just don't really see anything else happening here. I, I, don't, see, I don't see him retiring. Um, I think he has uh, that much pride and that much – desire to show everybody that look I could have done this uh with this team last year I could have taken this team as far as it went don't you think yeah I think you're no I think you're right on I think the post first cut makes sense because uh you can get 14 you can say 14 million against the cap this year that's a, that's a pretty big number significant money that they can uh save with him uh and split it by splitting it up over two years I think that's what they'll do I, I don't think they can work out a trade I just don't see a scenario where they can make all this come together, where he's going to agree to go to a certain team, he's going to agree to take this kind of money. The compensation has to be worked out. There's just so much to be worked out to maneuver a trade. I just think the the release makes the most sense, and I still think I think you're right. Uh, I think Denver is a, a real possibility. I mean, you look at John Elway and and how uh, you know he won Super Bowls when he was 37, 38 years old. If anyone's going to believe in an aging quarterback to take a team to the Super Bowl, it's going to be John Elway. Yeah, I agree with that. And, of course, you had the most recent example of what they did with Peyton Manning, you know. And, and I think at this point, uh, Peyton, um, that, uh, that Tony's got more to offer than Peyton did at that time. I think it, when, when Peyton went to Denver, he clearly was uh, hampered by the neck problems that, that decreased his arm strength. And Tony doesn't have those problems at all. I, you know, with the last time we saw him play, he looked as good as he'd ever looked. The question has just been and always will be probably just his back. Yeah, and if he can take another hit, and how long that lasts, and uh, that's the bit, that's always going to be the question with him, especially now that he's coming off some more serious injuries. I just think uh, the the thing that's always going to linger is how much longer can he play, and uh, what kind of condition he will be he will be in. I think he, from all indications, he's working out hard this off season, and he's in great condition. But you know, the next hit could take him out for his career. Of course, you can say that about all quarterbacks, can't we? Uh, yeah, I guess you, you're right about that. Uh, and he's a, he's a higher risk, of course, than most are, and, and there's no question about that. And one of the reasons why Dak Prescott remained the starting quarterback, and not just because he was winning, but because he was much younger, much healthier, and, and uh, probably could sustain a lot more uh, direct hits than, than Tony could. And I, there were some hits that uh, Dak took this year that I think everybody thought, wow, if that had been Tony, that would have been – Lights out. Uh, he's, he's out after that kind of thing. All right, speaking yeah. of people's health, uh, I, I want to talk about, uh, you know, this is a fascination with me and I think most Cowboys fans uh, is about uh, Jalen Smith. Are you hearing anything more about him other than what we see on the uh, videos he posts? Well, the drop foot is still a, uh, an issue with him. He's still dealing with the drop foot, having to wear a brace. So you're seeing him move well on these videos but it, it, these are a lot of things that he was actually doing uh late in the season with the cowboys and uh, right after the season at the uh frisco in frisco at the star so uh yeah he's starting to accelerate it a little bit more but uh you know the question is how optimistic can you be when the drop foot is still there and uh you know what does that mean going forward there's an all likelihood he'll probably have to wear that brace uh if he if he plays in 2017 which the cowboys expect he will but They'll probably have to wear that brace as this drop foot condition, you know, continues to linger. 
Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't claim to be a doctor, nor have I played one on television, Brandon. But I, I think that uh, on everything I've read about it uh, is that if it has gone this long, the chances of it being cured are are pretty remote. That uh, that there, there's a degree of it returning, but if uh, I guess it has been now what over has it been a has it been a year? It's been over a year since he had the surgery. Isn't that correct? Right, yeah, because he had the injury, you know, the last game, of, you know, his uh, college season, he had the surgery pretty much right after that. But yeah, it's been a little bit over a year, and you're right. I mean, the regeneration, yeah, the, you know, he, he said it's, it started in that nerve, there's this nerve issue, but yeah, that's the question. How much does it come back? What kind of percentage is he going to be able to play at? I think those are all things you have to, uh, you know, wonder about if you're a Cowboy fan. So he was a top five pick um, before that happened, um, and then, of course, the Cowboys got him in the second round. Uh, do do we think let let's say he does not return to what he was before? Is he still is there still the possibility though that he's still a very good linebacker? You know that's that's the thing when you talk to people in the Cowboys organization they'll they'll tell you that they they think that uh, he can be a very good player even if it doesn't come even if it doesn't regenerate you know all the way and I think I think that's uh, you know a possibility I I just don't it's just hard for me to sit and guess like you know what kind of limitations he has and and. You know how is he at full speed all the time, and you know what what happens if he takes a hit or he turns the wrong way. You know all these kind of things. I don't know. So that's that's the that's the question with him is you know what's the future hold? And I think I think he can be a, a very good player, but I'm not, like you said, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what kind of limitation he's dealing with. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it certainly uh, it certainly is is worth watching here when when, uh, when the OTAs and the camps start here, and I'm assuming he'll be. Uh, ready to go for those? Isn't that what we are assuming? He he did say at the end of the, late in the season, and the Cowboys, uh, you know, people in those organizations said that they believe he'll be able to participate in OTAs. Now, will it be all out, full go every day? I I, I doubt it, but you know, I think he will be participating, and uh, you'll see him on the field for the first time, really, in a uh, Cowboys uniform. And I think, you know, and let me tell you this about about Jalen is he's so positive off the field. He, I don't know if you've had time to be around him, Kevin, but, I mean, he's just one of these guys that's always optimistic, always positive, always smiling. And, uh, you know, that side of it, uh, I think he'll continue to fight and continue to push, and, and uh, he'll have a chance to bring himself all the way back because he just has the right kind of attitude. Well, that certainly helps, and it's certainly the kind of guy you want to have around that team. Uh, you know, and they and it seems to be more of those kind of guys like that. It certainly seems to be um, – uh, you know, uh, and, I, and I'm not – I don't know whether just to, to say this is all about uh, Dak, uh, all about Dak and Zeke, all about uh, uh, anybody else, or that, that uh, Jason Garrett's culture has finally caught on there uh, in the, the Cowboys locker room. What do you attribute that to? Well, I think, that's, I think it's part of it. I mean, I think that's when they're targeting players in the in free agency, targeting players in the draft, I think they're looking for these kind of guys. I do – and I do think uh, – Garrett's culture has taken another step forward. I mean, I think when you talk to these players, uh, they buy, they bought they bought into what you know the culture out there. They and uh, I think the new facility even helps in that in that regard. So I mean, I think there's a lot of things that go into this. Uh, I do think when you look at the Cowboys locker room, I mean, it's a it's a pretty good pretty good locker room all around. You know, there's not a lot of bad apples around that that locker room. So I I just think that that helps. I think that's had helped for you know really build a really a winning culture, the winning team this year. And you know that should that should help them going forward. 
All right, now, I wrote about this a couple weeks ago, and I get to say that because these guys that are usually in here in the podcast with me hate it when I say something, uh, uh, talk about something I wrote about. For some reason, it really bugs them. I think it bugs (laughs) Barry because he writes so little these days that he thinks I'm showing off. Uh, you're like you're, you're taunting him. Yeah, yeah, I like to, I like to <laughs> yeah, taunt him about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, is about uh, the possibility of bringing him back to Marcus Ware. Now, it, Brandon, if you're going to agree with me about that, we, we're going to talk about it. If you're going to disagree with me, we'll just move on to the next topic. So, <laughs> you know, I, I do agree that uh, it's a possibility. I'll say that. I, I mean, I think you know, obviously, in some ways, it makes sense. Uh, you got. A guy that was your all-time sacks leader, a guy that really fits in well with this locker room, uh, a guy that you know the, the organization just loves, and so I think that uh, you know if he still has something to offer, I think you could make maybe make a short-term deal with him if he's willing to uh, not break the bank on, on on payment. And I think he probably would be willing to do that to end his career in Dallas. Uh, he still maintains an off-season home in this area, and I think that that makes a lot of sense. He's got obviously family here, so I mean I think there's a lot of things that you can put two and two together. The fact is, you know, he's dealing with a batting of the back situation. Uh, you know, how, how healthy can he be? You know, they don't – the problem with the Cowboys, one thing they look at is they don't really want to bring in a guy that's just kind of a guy they can uh, use situationally. They want a guy that can, you know, play, uh, you know, every snap if he need, if they need him to. He's going to be on a rotation regardless, but they won't, They don't really want a situational pass rusher. They, they showed that with Dwight Freeney uh, a year or two ago, and, and, and I think that's something they will look at. So – I think the possibilities out there, I don't think it's a lock. Well, you know, and you bring up Dwight Freeney, and I thought the same thing, you know, because he's been in a couple of teams now, and he's and he's, he hasn't been phenomenal, but he's been pretty good. Two years ago, I think it was, he had eight sacks. Uh, this year, yeah. he didn't have that many. Uh, I think he had five or so, but he did, came on very well late for the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, uh, you know, uh, yes, for the Falcons. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, I think the, the Cowboys need to revisit that idea that maybe one of these kind of guys can help us. And, so, and one of the things that I, I, I think about DeMarcus, what, where he can really help the Cowboys, is that you've got so many young guys at defensive end. They're just full of young guys. And, and I think that these guys r- really could use somebody on the ground there who has been there, done that, been a, been a legend, is a Hall of Famer, and, and somebody that they can pick up some things from because, you know, uh, in, in any clubhouse, in any locker room, it always helps to have players who are talking to these guys about things because coaches can only can only do so much. Yeah, and he, he's that kind of guy. I mean, he, he, you've been around him. You know how he is. And he's a guy that's always positive, much like Jalen Smith. And I think he's a guy that really could help some of these younger guys along. And really, I mean, when, when he was here before, you know, a guy like Tyron Crawford really looked up to the Marcus Ware, and I, you know, they, I think they could benefit from someone like that in the locker room. Sure does, uh, you know, and, and of course the, the the money's the big part of it. I don't know how much they can cram under the cap. Uh, you know, they're they're restructuring now. They're you know, the cap's always just such a uh, a mess to me. You know, trying to figure out, oh, we'll we'll uh, we'll restructure contracts, and we're we're you know, forty million over, but we'll be under it by the time it's all said and done. Um, but you know, they have to bring back some of these free agents they have here. Um, uh, the other, of course, the, the, almost the entire secondary is a bunch of free agents. Of that group, who do you think comes back? I still think uh, when you look at it, I think I think they'll probably bring back uh, Barry Church. I just think he makes too much sense for them as a you know a captain, a guy that they really like as another locker room guy, but a guy that's been one of the leading tacklers the last five or six years for this team. And I think I think also Brandon Carr is a possibility at cornerback. I just think if he. If you're going to bring back one of those guys, him and Mo Claiborne, obviously Carr makes a little bit more sense. It's just a matter, it's just a matter of what kind of price you can get for Carr. 
I think he will have some market value with teams. He never misses a game. Uh, Claver's always hurt. So I just think um, Carr and uh, Church make a lot of sense when you look at all four of those guys that kind of been, you know, you got Wilcox also in the mix there. Those two guys, they'll make the most sense. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know, here's, here's the thing that t- surprised me the other day. You know, I have uh, uh, visited this uh, uh, question upon several people about uh, the possibility that, uh, that maybe Byron Jones should be moved back to cornerback and try that uh, and, and, be, and maybe he'd have more value at that position. And uh, over the weekend, uh, or last week, it wasn't over the weekend, it was last week, I was down in Waco for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction and uh, Darren Woodson was inducted and got to talk to him. And he, I asked him about Byron Jones, and he shocked me with what he said about Byron. He said not only would he leave him at safety, he thinks that Byron Jones is the MVP of that defense. He doesn't. He says, all, all due respect to, to Sean Lee, he says, I love what Byron Jones does. He can play. He can cover anybody. He, he's, he's doing three jobs out there in any given uh, game, much like Woodson did when he was a safety for the Cowboys. And he said that my only complaint with him is I'm trying to get him to gain some weight. He needs to get bigger and stronger. He said, but other than that, I think the guy's terrific. Are, are you surprised to hear that, or do you think that's what you, is that what you hear out there? Uh, I mean, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I, I think that when you look at what he does, though, I mean, he does uh, – Byron Jones is a guy that, you know, can cover, cover the tight end well. He's done that, you know, previously. He can play a slot cornerback. He can move down and play in the slot if you need him there. And he can play the back end. So, yeah, he's a versatile guy that can do a lot of things for you. Um, the, the problem with the Cowboys is they've wondered, you know, is he doing too much and is that limiting him on his potential, uh, what he can do uh, just at the safety position. So, that really the first year he was moving back and forth from cornerback to safety. He was playing the slot cornerback. And they just thought they were kind of spreading him too thin that rookie season. So, they kind of stuck him back at safety. And they thought, you know, let's leave him here. Let's let him develop. Uh, but he really hasn't made any, you know, the flat, the big flash plays. And, you know, he don't have. I think he has one interception now in his career. So uh, you really would like to see him you know, make more impact plays uh, in that regard. But they do like him as a cover guy. They really think he can, uh, you know, be a strong cover guy, especially against tight ends. So I, yeah, he can do a lot for you. But is he is he a guy that's really maxed out of potential yet? I think he still has a lot to give the Cowboys and a lot to show the Cowboys as a first-round pick. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, and I I'd also discussed uh, earlier in the year I had a conversation with Gil Brandt, and we were talking about Landon Collins and the improvement he had made uh, over his rookie year. You know, his rookie year, he was almost a bust. Uh, and then he, uh, as, as Gil put it to me, he said that, that Landon – Really worked hard in the off season to uh, reshape his body, uh, uh, make himself uh, bigger, tougher, and uh, and then that really showed up in his second season. He was just tremendous, uh, maybe maybe the best safety in, in football. Uh, and I, but I asked Gil, so did the Cowboys make a mistake then, taking Byron Jones instead of Landon Collins because Landon went after Byron did? And he says, no, I don't think so. He says, I think that uh, that because of uh, Byron's athleticism, that he has more uh, potential. His ceiling's a lot higher than Landon Collins' is, uh, is. So I, I was surprised to hear that. Uh, and so, so there, obviously there are people who are big fans of Byron, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that he's, you know, but, but I, I'm closer to what you and what the Cowboys are thinking. I, I, I don't see, you know, the kind of plays you expected to see from him yet. You know, when, when Sean Lee came in and was healthy, 
you know, you saw it. I mean, there were plays all over the field. He, you know, it was in, instinctive at how he could find the football. And, and we just haven't seen that from, from Byron. And I, that's what made me wonder if maybe the Cowboys are better off moving him to corner uh, and where maybe that would show up a little more there because you would think as a safety, he's a very smart kid, uh, very, you know, very bright and wants to learn, wants to know, very inquisitive, all, all, the, all the good things. He checks all the boxes, but there just hasn't been that, uh, that big play there yet. And I'm just wondering if maybe he's just he's not asserting it. Maybe he's just not asserting himself enough. And Kevin, I make the argument really that I'm not so sure that Barry Church didn't have more value than than uh, Byron Jones did. Especially you know when you look at when Church was out last year, this defense was giving up a lot more big plays. Uh, they you know they just weren't getting to the quarterback more because they were having to play uh, more three man front and because they just didn't trust uh, the guys on the back end to handle things without Barry Church in there. Church came back. They went to the four man front again. A lot of the big plays started getting – they were cutting down on the big plays. They were getting more pressure on the quarterback. And you just saw the impact that they had when Church was uh, healthy and playing. So, I, I don't know if I would make the argument that Church was not more valuable for the Cowboys last year than, uh, you know, Byron Jones was. I'm with you on that. Well, listen, uh, it, it has been great uh, talking to you, Brandon, getting your thoughts on things. I know you're coming down in the office today. You're, you're talking to some of the power brokers here about restructuring your, your, your contract, trying to get maybe a 10-year deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still trying to – I'm working on a week-to-week basis myself, sometimes day-to-day. So, is, is that a uh, 10-year deal? Is that still available in our industry? Yeah, I, mean, no. <laughs> I don't know if our, if our industry has a 10-year deal. No, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think. Uh, but we're, we're yeah. trying to pull through there. All right. Well, listen, Brandon, it's been great talking to you, and uh, all the best, and uh, uh, we'll get back with you uh, after this combine, and then we can talk about some more things then, okay? All right, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. There goes Brandon George, one of our one of our fine uh, Cowboys uh, beat beat guys, and also one of our great guys. We lo- we love him. We've also got today, besides this podcast, we've got a uh, a Mavericks podcast. We're going to talk to our good friend Mitch Lawrence, former DMN staffer, which of which there are, are thousands, literally. Uh, and uh, and we're going to get to him a little bit later, and also Evan Grant out in surprise. So for now, for the rest of the guys who are not here, we'll see you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.